The Law School Show. Helping you navigate the law school experience with resources and opportunities curated for your success. Catch it all here, right now, on the Student Life Series. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Law School Show. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, My name is Bianca, and I'll be your host for today. So guys, it's done. 1L is done. We're here to wrap it up. We've had a bit of time to work or rest or whatever, and uh, we're here to debrief, finally. So hopefully this uh, podcast episode is helpful for anyone who's going into law school next year. Congratulations if you're admitted to law school for 2021. And uh, if you just finished law, you just finished the first year of law school and you just want to hang out, by all means. So today I'm here with my friends Chelsea and Francois. We're all law students at the University of Ottawa. And so I'll let Chelsea introduce herself. Thank you for having me on the show. My name is Chelsea. Um, I am a technically a mature student, I would say. I've come back to school after taking about four years off. So I'm actually an alumni at the University of Ottawa. I did a bachelor's in biomedical sciences with a minor in business. I really enjoyed having both of those types of degrees come together. And then I started working in the workforce. I have a bit of a background in banking, as well as working at the government of Canada. So I worked a lot with Indigenous communities. Throughout all my careers, I've actually been exposed to the law, whether it be uh, with separation agreements, with uh, privacy and consent agreements, or even non-disclosures, all these types of aspects. And that kind of led me into wanting to explore this field a little bit more, hence me applying into law school right before the pandemic hit, actually, which was kind of interesting. And I got my admission and it's been it's been interesting and i'll i look forward to briefing you guys more on it as we go through but that's kind of a little bit of a me in a nutshell right now well thanks bianca for inviting me today uh, my name is francois i'm now a second year law student at the university of ottawa uh, prior to law school i'm or and actually i still am a serving military officer so i'm a subsidized uh student by the Canadian Armed Forces, where upon completion, I'll be serving at least five years as a military lawyer in the office of the Judge Advocate General. Prior to that, uh, I've been in the military for 11 years now, and I was um, a naval officer. I've sailed extensively, deployed a number of times. And then before that, uh, I'm actually also a U Ottawa alumnus. I graduated electrical engineering in 2004 and then did a little bit of graduate school in the UK in aerospace engineering. So that's me in a nutshell and uh, look forward to the questions, Bianca. And I'm going to be also answering a couple of questions. So just quickly about me, I uh, went to Concordia University, did a Bachelor of Commerce in Marketing. And unlike Francois and Chelsea, I just went straight into law school, uh, was, I graduated from my bachelor's in 2020 and then started law school in September, 2020. Um, so yeah, so let's start off. How did you find, uh, the classes in 1L? I guess I'll go first. Um, I found them interesting enough where it's very general. 
you definitely got to touch on a lot of different aspects, uh, whether it be on history uh, or with contracts class, which was interesting because it was a class that ran all year round. So we definitely really got into quite a bit of details. Then we had our competencies class where they kind of just threw us to the wolves, I would say almost. I don't know if that's the expression, the exact one, but close enough. It was definitely an interesting experience. Well, for me, uh, I'll agree with a lot of the stuff that Chelsea said in the sense that it was a very general year. Uh, It reminded me in many ways of the first year engineering where we touch on a wide variety of topics uh, from, well, in engineering, we did chemistry, physics, uh, programming, you name it, uh, mathematics, right? So in law, we touched on contract law, constitutional law, legislation, uh, to name but a few. So it's a similar approach. And I don't think every class that I took is something I'm going to end up working with. Just like in first year engineering, I had probably no interest in you know, mechanical engineering but I still had to take the basic class on it. So I don't have that much interest as working as a contracts lawyer, for example, but I still had to take the contracts class. Um, it's First year is a lot of general knowledge that I think will come back to, uh, if you'll forgive the words, to haunt us uh, come time for the bar exam in two to three years. So it's information that you definitely want to pick up on and then remember because I beyond the bar, I think that any lawyer is probably going to see contracts one day or any lawyer is probably a criminal lawyer might want to understand constitutional law quite well. So that basic knowledge will probably follow us for the rest of our careers. Yeah, these topics are kind of general that we covered in 1L, you know, like towards constitutional property law. Uh, Yeah, contracts, it definitely gives you an idea of where you might want to practice as a lawyer later on. It definitely helped clarify quite a bit as well, I find, by getting that like little taste of everything just to see maybe what things you thought you would like, but in reality you might not like just because of the way the classes, not necessarily the classes are structured, but just because of the mechanisms or like the recipes that you need in order to prove certain things that you didn't think that you would need. Like in torts class, for example, it was a very eye-opening experience in terms of like what you need to prove negligence, let's say. And the reverse, though, to what Chelsea said is also true. You may be going into law school thinking, yeah, I'm never going to work in this. And all of a sudden to find out that, wait a minute, this isn't bad. This is interesting. I might want to do more of this. So I would recommend that any student who's starting first year law goes into this with an open mind. Just because you think you won't like something doesn't mean that you end up, won't end up liking it in the end. Yeah, So I, would, I agree. You know, always keep an open mind especially in first year another question for you guys how did you study and you know for example like reviewing your notes and preparing for exams how was how did you go about that and how many hours do you think that you studied it's a little hard to to pinpoint but on average well i guess i'll take the first crack at this one abandon all social life he or she who enters law school Okay, I exaggerate a little bit in saying that, but uh, especially in 2020 with the pandemic, it was perhaps an accurate statement. Uh, So for myself, uh, the key thing is all all of our exams that we had in first year, at least at the University of Ottawa, were all open book exams. So one of the key things for an open book exam is to be organized. So good, clear, organized notes was 
a must. Uh, the other thing is, you know, have being comfortable with the material, the readings, the tests, the cases, because on an exam, they're going to typically give us a, you know, a fact sheet of some kind or a scenario of some kind, at which point we've got to analyze the scenario using the principles that are seen in class. So being well-organized was to me the key um, in uh, succeeding in those exams or at least passing them. Certain courses were more obvious than others. Um, now I'm one of the odd cats probably because uh, as a mature student, I did uh, university back in the early 2000s. So back then laptops and computers were not common things in school for taking notes. So I still handwrite my notes, um, which in a way forced me to synthesize everything uh, immediately uh, upon taking the notes. Um, Whereas, so it would probably cut me the portion that a lot of my colleagues in classes were rewriting their notes at the end prior to exams. Uh, so I would expect that each class would probably eat anywhere from eight to 10 hours a week uh, consistently every week, if not a little bit more or less, depending on the class. For me, I guess. It was kind of rediscovering how to study after having taken a long break, like four years off of school. Even though I would constantly like take little courses here and there throughout my career, like just to refresh on different concepts, law school is definitely on its own league. So for me, I would spend a lot of time, I guess, looking over the notes a little bit into detail. I would type up notes. I'm not necessarily the greatest at uh, putting everything together. So luckily, like I had a really good uh, group of friends and we would share uh, notes. So, like if you were missing something, another must have for me was like reviewing. That's something that I realized that you had to do a little bit more periodically throughout the year to ensure. So I would definitely do encourage like reaching out to your professors. This year has a little been a little bit challenging just because it's not like you could just pop into your professor's office hours. We do we had to schedule meetings like online, which were fine. So one one recommendation I would have is you can also do it as a group study session almost with a teacher. Like if you have a couple friends that might benefit from listening in on your uh little discussion I would recommend uh, seeing if your profs open to meeting a few of you so it hits a couple uh, birds with one stone so that was something that I changed throughout so that definitely did help with like reviewing in terms of readings there's definitely a lot of readings to be done sometimes you can get by with doing uh, summaries or relying on summaries online some things you'd have to really go into. It all depends on what your professors did. Like if they went into the readings with you in class, sometimes you didn't necessarily have the need. For some classes, it was important to do the readings prior to the class. Sometimes I found it more helpful to do it after. Those are like little flavors that you would kind of gauge depending. So eventually like you adjust your study methods as you go throughout the year and throughout the semester, which was pretty interesting. In terms of how much time I spent studying, as Francois was saying, we are in a pandemic, so there's not much to do, but I still would recommend not just focusing your full day on studying, like trying to take breaks throughout. Sometimes it was really hard because you'd have classes where you literally we had one day where we had class from like 9.30 to 5 p.m. with like 10 minute breaks in between. If our professors were nice enough to give us like a 10 minute mid break throughout the class as well. 
So definitely try to get up and stand up during that time, not to stay seated on your chair because that ended up happening. So, and um, I can get into like more study techniques like later on as well. Like group study sessions were definitely a must for me. I I'm a social butterfly almost with my studying. So I definitely like to hear um, my colleagues talk to me. So that, that helps in discussing. And I feel... With open book exams especially, it's not only understanding your notes, but you have to have a well-rounded understanding. So I like to invent scenarios. So that's kind of how it goes by. And then I test my friends that might have a little bit more knowledge almost. And then that helps me review because it's like, okay, this is like a nice little piece that might have been missing. Okay, I can see this coming in and all the pieces will kind of flow in together. So yeah, I feel like I, I kind of did something similar to I'm not gonna lie, I did definitely use some old summaries, which did help me if I didn't understand something quite well. Um, maybe I would go and check there. Um, it helped kind of not have to write absolutely everything down. Um, and I did take my notes on my computer. And talking about the material I found was really helpful for me, maybe like explaining to someone else the material even if they already know it but just the fact that I'm talking about it and able to put it into words it makes it a little bit easier I find when you get to the exam and then you have to explain the material on the exam so if I can throw in something about case summaries um, this is something that you know case summaries are great but looking at this uh, I would caution uh, anybody who's coming into first year from relying entirely on them uh, case summaries are a useful tool in a sense, but you've, people have got to remember, first-year students have got to remember that the law is an ever-evolving beast. So a case summary that was current and of use to us may no longer be of any use to you if, for example, the Supreme Court has dropped a new decision which overturns the use of a test in a previous case summary. So always be aware of what uh, you're looking at and what you're reading. That's very true. You have to be careful if you're going to use older summaries, for sure. Um, there are things that can change. Also, if uh, the people, the students before you had a different professor, uh, the, the, other, the newer professor, they might focus more on a certain part of a case, or they might look at an entirely different case for to study a principle or a theory or whatever it might be. I agree. So I found like, for example, in contracts law, like a lot of new things recently changed and with constitutional as well, that might not have been present in previous years, even in, in torts, for example, we did focus a little bit more on like certain cases that maybe weren't studied in the past. So it's always good to have a refresher. And anytime you're unsure, I would definitely ask your TA if you have one or confirm with a colleague because maybe you guys aren't on the same page. And maybe one of you understood it completely off the chart like don't feel like you can't build a good network of friends because your colleagues are going to follow you throughout your career and you're forming like lifelong friendships so it's a bit harder virtually but I would strongly recommend trying to create a niche like anytime you have the opportunity to be in a breakout room with someone or if you have the opportunity to um, have a one-on-one -on -one with a student because you guys are in the animal justice society, let's say, or business law review or any of these types of clubs, like I would form as many friendships and start building a network like right away. How do you compare 
law school to your undergraduate degree? Well, I'm going to say that that's a difficult question to answer, especially this year. Uh, study techniques, speaking personally for myself, my study techniques between my undergraduate degree and law school haven't changed that much. A good notes review, good synthesis of notes, uh, the readings, et cetera, that hasn't changed so much. With a pandemic, uh, we've been we've been at least in Ontario, and I know some students are all over all over the place. There our ability as individuals to go out and socialize or even take on a part-time job has been severely curtailed. Well, for my case, I thought that it was, I did finish school. I did finish my undergraduate degree at the beginning of the pandemic. So I was able to experience both. And I thought it was very, very different. That's for sure. For me, it's a little bit interesting because I have a degree in sciences so coming to law school it's definitely a huge change in terms of how you learn and what you're learning I didn't have to do many readings I'm not gonna lie like in sciences you don't really do much readings you mostly focus on what the teachers teach you in class and like the millions of slides that you have and you kind of just memorize for the most part there's a little bit of comprehension but not as much in the in the sense where like in math class like you have your formulas you need to learn how to manipulate it same thing with chemistry come law school it's kind of similar where you can draw similarities but the studying is slightly different you have to more grasp a, a global understanding and being able to take that understanding not necessarily always having a specific recipe that's like catered to you sometimes you have like a test that you can follow but even at that it's not set in stone like everybody will come out with a different type of ratio from each case and it's really good to discuss it amongst each other to make sure that you guys have that like global knowledge that was something that wasn't that I learned throughout the law school I'm a huge person uh well huge believer in group study sessions I realized in law school that's something that you lack when you're doing it online so I strongly recommend like I said earlier to build your network if you can of of classmates so that kind of really helped me because I used to spend a lot of time at the library. And now when you're in law school, one recommendation that I have is to set up like a space where you can foster that type of like learning, like this is where I'm learning. And then other spots like in the house where like you can just be having a break or whatever. So that's kind of like how you would balance like your school life balance. Another really good thing is to have like social networking events like between your classmates. So for me, that that helped to like get to know my friends a little bit on a more personal level and it just helped foster our relationships throughout the year and I've made friendships that I know are going to last like years and years to come and it's something that when you experience law school together especially in a pandemic I guess just because of it's un it's not like so homogeneous I would say in terms of like an experience of what you would think especially when you've done all your studies in person and you're a people person and then to suddenly be thrown into this whole world where you're just on a monitor and it's you don't necessarily need to turn on your mic you don't need to turn on like the screen so you're not always seeing people so anytime you interact for me that that was a huge thing and then in terms of like family life as well like um I would recommend like going out taking walks just socially interacting as much as possible like don't don't let it go down obviously when things come to normal maybe it'd be a little bit different like in terms of advice that you'll get from other students but for me it was definitely like if I had a lunch break instead of having lunch at home like I'd eat real quickly let's say that was just me and then I would just go out for a walk like just that like one hour midday and then when you're done your classes before you start studying in the evening 
was like a key technique for me in terms of uh, studying and just building like these habits. And then once you've built a habit, just keep it, keep it going. Chelsea and I and a couple of other girls, we would do little workouts in the day, sometimes in the middle of the day, sometimes in the evenings. And that was always nice to kind of have a little bit of a balance. Yeah, especially when you can't go outside in the winter, like it definitely encourages you like we built this network and, you know, and then it all depended on our moods. And the nice thing is we all follow the same schedule if, if you're lucky enough to have the same schedule. So then you would essentially like you're feeling tired, you just do like a little yoga session versus doing like a full on workout, like you cater to each other and then you guys become a support system. And it just, it changes your perspective on on your experience. It, it was an interesting situation for me. You definitely wanted the ability to step away, even if it was just to go take a little walk outside. As Chelsea said, winters in Ottawa or in Eastern Canada uh, can be fairly aggressive. So some days you just didn't feel like uh, setting a foot outside. But nonetheless, you wa- you definitely wanted the ability to step away, go do something you enjoy, even if it's only for 20, 30 minutes at a time. Uh, something to take your mind off of it. Uh, off law school because it's easily easily done to get completely sucked into this and lose sight of what's going on in the outside world or other people your family your friends that you knew prior to law school you know it's easy to lose sight of everything so you definitely want to make sure that you don't it's also a great uh, sanity check in that sense and we might have some listeners that might be heading into online law school as well so maybe we can go through some of the pros and cons of online law school. What did you like? What did you not like? We talked a little bit about it, but is there anything else that we might have not covered? To me, a couple of things. Uh, one of the biggest advantages of online law school, uh, especially if you don't live on campus, is the lack of a commute. So, you know, you could probably take advantage of that. If you had an eight o'clock class, well, all of a sudden you can probably get an extra hour to hour and a half of sleep. And in the military, we have a saying that sleep is a weapon. Uh, If you're, you definitely want to make sure that you get yourself some rest. So from that point of view is outstanding. Um, Other advantages um, for some students, the, one of the major advantages is a reduced cost of living. So if a student is staying at home with parents instead of financing their own apartment and house uh, and a move across country, as the case might be, you, you might end up saving a significant amount of money from this. Um, the other thing is that obviously with uh, everything being online, it makes you more comfortable with technology. And one of the things we're seeing in the justice system now is that it's been forced to modernize itself relatively quickly. So the technologies that we are using in our classes now for virtual uh, communication, something like Zoom or Microsoft Teams or even other software, as the case might be, is probably something that we will see, or at least I'm going to make a prediction here and say that I expect this to not be a transient thread. I expect this to be more of a permanent thing because one of the big pros of the modernization and the use of technology has actually potentially been an increase to access to justice. Uh, where it used to be prohibitive, prohibitively expensive to go across the country to attend court, all of a sudden a virtual courtroom might be a possibility. Uh, so there's definitely some advantages here. 
we've been through law school in this technology. So coming in as future jurists, we might be a little bit more uh, used to this. Exactly. Now, for not to say that everything is uh, all uh, you know rainbows and roses here, it's not the case. There's a significant disadvantage. Uh, being a lawyer is not just about um, your knowledge. There's a significant element of uh, people skills, soft skills involved in being a lawyer. And in my view, the virtual training environment does not or is not conducive to learning some of the people management skills or the, you know, the interview techniques um, that good lawyers, like how to extract information from a client or how to get information from a client that you need to make their case. Learning to do interviews virtually, I don't think is particularly conducive to learning those skills appropriately. And then in addition, uh, like Chelsea was saying uh, earlier about Zoom, um, Zoom rooms as being the only socialization aspect of law school. One of the big elements of law school is that personal French is those personal friendships that you're going to make over your three to four years in law school. And the pandemic and the virtual, the online school has kind of eliminated that aspect of law school. Yeah, you can't run into someone anymore in the hallways and then just get a spontaneous conversation going. It's everything is more planned and scheduled. So that's kind of eliminated. What I'm going to say as well is that, you know, you're we're we're going into our second year. And as things stand right now, uh, at least for the University of Ottawa, and I'm sure that different uh, universities in different provinces will have different uh, setups. But here in Ottawa, what they're looking at doing is doing only 20 to 30 percent, I think, of their courses having a in-person capability and limiting students to one course in person per term. So at least that's the plan as of the 8th of May. That plan is subject to revision at any time. So the day we are recording May 8th, this is the plan, but it's definitely subject to change. Yeah, exactly. So even if we do meet with people in person, we may only meet 10% of our classmates, if that. So right now, as things stands, you're you're walking into a classroom of second year law students who, for all intents and purposes, don't really know each other, with a couple of exceptions. Unless you've kind of followed each other, like throughout your undergrad, let's say, but for us who just come into school without necessarily knowing anyone, it's been years that we've been in. I know that I feel comfortable personally reaching out to people in any time I meet people, but I know some others that don't have that in them. And unless someone reaches out, they're not necessarily going to form those bonds. And I just feel it takes away an important aspect of like just be, being more human I guess because you know you're just seeing everyone in 2d like we, we used to joke around this year like how tall are you you know it was like a running joke because you don't know you would just see people like uh shoulders up and if I can extend it too like we're talking about friendships but also uh relationships with professors it's kind of tough to get to know your professors other than you know in class time or if you've actually scheduled a meeting with them. But I'm pretty sure that you can probably just bump into a prof and kind of see them in their office and they're free and you just kind of have a conversation and you discover that they've worked on something before that really interests you. Or, But we didn't really have that this year. And that's what I really missed because I, for one, am one of those people that like to have side conversations with my professors if they've worked on something interesting or, or if their class is interesting. 
So that's definitely something that I missed. I agree. One pro, though, I would say that has kind of made it a little bit more flexible for people that maybe don't have as much time on their hands. So one thing is like some professors will do asynchronous classes where you can listen to it on your own time as long as you have it done by a certain time. So definitely helps. And sometimes it might help for audio learners to like re-listen to classes like later on in the year. Like you have that capability of like replaying your professor's audios that they've released. So that kind of does help a little bit with studying. Uh, I found personally, so that was great. Um, group discussions are a must. I strongly encourage people to take advantage of discussing things like when you have the opportunity in breakout rooms with uh, colleagues, especially people that you'll never, like you didn't really know existed. I know sometimes I'd go in a room and be like, oh my god, I didn't even know this person was in our class. Like, okay, good to know. We almost had to be paired up with someone in a break room to get to know them. Other than, you know, orientation, there were some times where we could maybe meet some people or kind of shuffle around in different breakout rooms. And there's been some people I've like connected with and then I've kept in touch with. But there's a few people that you don't even recognize, even at the end of the year. I was like, I didn't know this name or it's a little weird. And the other thing as well is uh, what's happening, as, especially if we as we go into second year, um, the composition of our classes is going to change in the sense that right now in first year, pretty much everybody's following everybody else. So we all in same groups, but when it comes second year and third year, the there's a lot more flexibility into our classes. So we could end up half a class with third year students taking a, a bankruptcy and trust class, you know, anything like that. You Those are second or third year classes. And here at Ottawa, again, we have the flexibility to take some of those classes either in second or in third year. So depending on what, people are interested in all of a sudden we could end up being in classes with second and third year students that we have no idea who they are they, we've never met them so it's going to be a very interesting uh, challenge now uh, one of the big pros that i can think of about this online law school is as a mature student you know the, the recorded classes that chelsea was mentioning a second ago uh, or that Chelsea mentioned earlier here, uh, is something that opens up law school education to a different category of learners, specifically older students, like single parents, for example, or uh, who have children at home, young children at home. Well, all of a sudden with these recorded classes, the major expenses associated with daycare could potentially become a non-issue now. So this has opened up law school to different classes and different categories of learners. So it's definitely something that you, we can't neglect. That's true. If you're more of, um, you know, you need to listen to, to your lectures in the evening, it's better for you or the kids are asleep, for example, then it can definitely make it a little bit easier. When you came into law school, what were your expectations about your grades? And then how did you feel about them? On my side, I ended up getting average grades. So I was very happy with that. But I did like struggle a little bit on my side because sometimes in law school you feel like you compare yourself to other people. You just you just like feel bad about yourself or you feel like you could have done better and like all this stuff. But in the end, um, but in the end, you just got to remember that you did what you could and you did as best as you could. You do. Um, law school is a very different beast uh, for grading. Uh, first off, a lot of classes 
uh, a significant number of our classes actually had 100% of the mark attributed to the final exam. So you were playing your entire course on a two or three hour exam, depending on the class. Um, that's a completely different setup. There was no midterm. Some courses had no assignments whatsoever. So all it would take is you didn't sleep well the night before the exams at 8.30 or 9 in the morning and don't sleep well, you're upset. Uh, it would just take a bad day like that and all of a sudden here's your C mark or here's your D mark. You barely passed the course. You got 50% on the final. So you get 50% on the course, even though your understanding of the material may not correspond in any way, shape or form with your actual understanding of uh, with the mark that you receive, right? It doesn't, there's no correlation. So first off, uh, don't be surprised if you have a bad day on an exam one day, it will happen. The other thing is, at least at Ottawa U, and I suspect a lot of law schools are similar, there is a target mark for the class. And basically marks are adjusted to ensure that the class average is a certain number, whatever that number might be at your school. I think at Ottawa U, depending on the course, it varies depending on the course. So certain classes have got a target range of, I think it's a seven, which is basically a B or a B plus mark somewhere, uh, is your average. So the class average has got to be that. Well, if everybody's done outstandingly well this year, it is possible to get yourself down curved. Because typically when students think, you know, curves, think they think we got the whole class got slaughtered on an exam, so it's time to bump the grades up so that we don't fail the whole class, right? But in law school, you might get the opposite effect from this curve if everybody does very well. So it's looking at grades the same way as you do in an engineering class or mathematics or in a science class, which is what my background is, doesn't work the same way. Uh, science, you know, mathematics is mathematics. There's typically one, maybe two ways to come out with the answer. And there's only really usually one answer to a question. In law school, there might be dozens of potential responses to a, a single exam question. And each one of them is as valid as the other. You can't just uh, say that, I got a B, that's horrible. But it, it, you, you got to look at the entirety of the scenario, right? What are you, you know, was it 100% on your final? Was, did you have a bad day, a bad night's rest before? Um, was everybody else in the class exceptionally strong this year? There was a lot of questions that you've got to look at that may explain why you get what you get. And then the other thing is that everybody who gets into law school or most of the students that get into law school are already near the top of your class in whatever program they come out of. Right? So you'll often find people who finish near the top of political science, engineering, science, whatever. There'll be students who are used to getting straight A's or close enough to that. And having the expectation that you'll be able to maintain that in law school under the completely different uh, conditions is probably not a realistic expectation at all. In law school, there's definitely more than one right answer. There is no one right answer. It's just however you apply the, uh, the fact pattern or specific parts of the facts to the law, the professor evaluates your application. So it can be done in many, many different ways. It depends on your background depends on so many things, but there's definitely not one, one right answer. And yeah, I've definitely seen that myself because I was talking after one of my exams 
to Francois, and we had two very different ways of looking at a specific exam question. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have the right, the right answer, like the right application. But we both did fine. So it really just, it really depends on, on, um, it really just depends like how you, how you see the question. And there's definitely not one right or wrong answer. I tend to agree with the both of you. I think that how you should approach law school, grades are important, yes. But to the extent of under making sure that you understand and grasp the material, because anything can go wrong, especially with 100% final, like you don't know where it's going to gauge, especially achieving like the highest. I tend to think that if you enjoy a class, you might do better. But a lot of people have similar interests in law school, like a lot of people might find criminal law interesting. So you might think that you did extremely well in the final. But as Pascal said, you could be down curve just because everybody is the creme de la creme. Uh, the top of the crop I guess students that come into law school so that's one thing to consider I do say have an open mind grades aren't necessarily everything sometimes you're involved in a lot of different things like extracurriculars like different like try to stay busy as well so not like having the top grades doesn't necessarily guarantee you uh job somewhere if that's kind of like where your worries lie sometimes being more well-rounded in all aspects just could help as well and people do have lives and this year especially we did have a couple of like pass fail options that didn't exist in the past just because of the pandemic which was kind of interesting to have that uh, happen I do recommend uh, also taking classes where you can do like a student proposed internship so like getting a little bit of a different experience a little bit of flavor and like different fields that you might enjoy try to take law school as like an experience because it's it's technically the way I view it is it's a way that prepares you for your job it's like on the job training almost where you're getting this like toolkit that you've never had before and you're sharpening your skills so at the end of the day like you're going to improve over the years so even if your grades are not the highest in your first year like they'll only get better because you're going to sharpen your skills and then As the semester passes, you're going to cater your study habits and they will evolve. And sometimes you're going to do extremely well in some classes just because of the style the class is in. So you might be better at essay writing versus uh, having like a high intensity pressure, like two hour or three hour exam just might not work for you. It doesn't mean that you don't understand the material at the end of the day. And it's just about figuring out how you learn. And one thing, I guess, with our open book and this year, because our finals were done in person at Ottawa U, I can only speak for this, is... The control F, like not everyone's an expert at control F or depending on how your notes are, right? Like Francois handwrites his notes for the most part. So you might not have that option. So it's about understanding and mastering the skills and whether or not they're reflected 100% in what you've done. It doesn't have a reflection over you as a person. So you have to try not to associate like grades, even if they're average grades and you're like, oh my God, I only did average. How How is this going to impact me in the future? Don't think like that. Think up what you've learned and like how to work on your strengths. And that's something you constantly have to remind yourself sometimes because it's easy, like Bianca was saying, to get into that habit of feeling not self-pity, but you're like, you just feel like this emotion that, oh my God, like everybody seems to have their stuff put together and I don't have it. I, I don't have that, like that imposter syndrome, I guess. That's a word that I learned when I joined law school. I had no idea what this was. And it's something that I guess resonates a little bit, but I strongly recommend forming, recommend, uh, forming like those 
those types of relationships with people and that just helps build an understanding like build your network to me law school is building your network building your tools your tools skills whether the grades are there in the average that's fine take it as it is as long as you understand and you have a good grasp of what you want and later on you do customize first year isn't a 100% indication of everything you're you're just learning the basics of everything and then later on you take more classes that interest you and then it it just gets better and better and it's a whole learning experience like you're here for a reason because you want to learn this new way of thinking and that's what they're teaching us and then in the workforce you just technically hone even more on the skills so that's all it is, is showing your passion and just don't don't lose your passion. Always remind yourself why you're there. I recommend maybe journaling for some people. Like that could be an option. I know I'm completely off topic at this point from grace, but I just feel like this whole thing kind of intertwines really well in terms of like life lessons that you learn and just being being true to why you're here and remind yourself like I don't. I didn't do it, but it could be a recommendation to go back and read your uh, admissions letter that you wrote. Like, why is it that you wanted to come to law school, right? Because that's the truest version of yourself prior, and then you're gonna see the growth that you've had throughout this journey. And it's definitely something that I wouldn't change. Like being a mature student, and you you will question sometimes as well. Like, was this the right choice? To an extent, sometimes, because you won't see the bigger picture just because you're learning so many basics, so many things, and you tend to lose yourself, I don't know, in front of a monitor all day long. Sometimes it gets tiring, but it's those raw emotions will come out, and you have your network. That's all I can say is network, network, network. That's some pretty good advice. I would say it's it's uh, not to scare anyone going to 1L. You're going to get used to this, and you're going to meet people from the upper years that are going to teach you how to work throughout law school how and then you're going to find what ends up working for you regarding note taking and all that stuff it's really not something to worry about now um but yeah journaling could be a good idea and it's totally relevant to grades because I feel like I don't journal but when you journal you kind of you write down what you're grateful for and you kind of find yourself a little bit more and it gives you a bit more of a step back and a bit more perspective on why you're in law school why you're doing this and it kind of gets your mind a little bit off of you know I have something due in 24 hours or whatever it is it's preoccupying you the thing I'm going to say you'll forgive me for jumping in and trying to perhaps uh, get a bit of a closing word on grades is going to be this grades do not make the lawyer knowledge and your interpersonal skills do and some of my future colleagues in the Judge Advocate General barely passed uh, a criminal law course, their first year criminal law course. They finished, I got the story from them that they finished with a D and they ended up working in the military prosecutor's office or so I was told. So just because your first year class doesn't go so well, shall we say, it doesn't prevent you from necessarily working in the field that you may want later. So don't get too caught up on, on the grades. The only thing I would say about grades, are you passing the course? Yes or no? You pass the course, good, move on, right? And like Chelsea said, focus on a course that's of interest to you. And I, some of the smaller classes don't have target grades, for example. So you, there's no curve there. So you might find that once you get into your second and third year and you get the opportunity to pick your classes, that grades won't be as much of an issue as you thought they were in first year. Sure. I'm a strong believer and like you'll you'll find your path. I don't journal either, but I do 
feel like depending on how you are, I strongly recommend talking to people about it. And there are mentorship programs as well in law school that I strongly recommend like pairing yourself up with an upper year and any opportunity for us, it's a little bit different because you have to like zoom, zoom room it. And everybody's been through it. And it, it helps like you just find what what floats your boat exactly. So if I can just end it off then with uh, one last question. Now that we're all done 1L and okay, mind you, we don't have our final grades in yet. But still, are there any changes that you would bring to your mindset or your routine, your study habits now going into 2L? For me, I guess it's I've figured out that sometimes and you don't realize that you do have a lot of like you have more free time, technically speaking, but it's about your routine. I found that in the second semester, I definitely honed down a little bit more on routines where I would like schedule study time with colleagues. Like one fun thing that we started off, basically our Zoom room. Uh, So we had a virtual Zoom room that ran 24 hours where we could just log in anytime. To me, it was helpful just to have someone on screen, whether we were chit-chatting or not, you have a quick question, you're like, hey, what did you think of this? So that definitely was something that like we, we used. I definitely like throughout the year, like you change your habits a little bit, but I think consistency is one thing that you tend to learn uh, that you really need to form. I think it takes about 21 days to build like a successful habit that becomes consistent. So I think that's key in having a balance. So for me, I'm taking on a little bit more extracurriculars next year. And I think that would kind of just help break the habit of just focusing on studying all the time because that could get a little bit tiring whether you have like your your social life like outside of school but to just socialize even more with people and then even during your off time sometimes like we'd have like a week off here a week off there I would recommend doing like networking events or like finding stuff on uh, social media or LinkedIn so I would recommend like uh, honing in on networking channels because at the end of the day it's your personality that will get you there one thing that I didn't touch on at all not sure this is something but we did experience our moots virtually which to me was not a crazy scary experience it's definitely interesting because you can interrupt each other at all because it's you have your like little five ten minutes of like screen time and that's about it but it's just about not being able to gauge the human interaction which was interesting I've had the privilege of like Bianca you said that you spent half of your work Uh, your schooling at the end virtually well I got to transition from work in person to virtual and to me what I was very lucky is that I used to host workshops and so I was already used to talking to a group of people on zoom and it can get awkward sometimes as well so that's something that like you you do work on and it will help us in the workforce as well as the justice system so I was saying as well that it's becoming more and more accessible to people because of the technology and just the way it's developing so to me that was something that you do work on as well that does benefit and just take advantage of any types of help uh, not necessarily help but any types of programs that you can take part in so don't forget that whole aspect of the law school experience to diversify yourself and think past just your classes and your classmates like try to network with people outside of your own network like it's a little bit more challenging I do admit considering it's all virtual but reach out to people everybody likes to talk you can have virtual coffee dates anytime the university hosts things like we're very lucky at the University of Ottawa that we have a career center that does help 
as well. So it, it's great to take advantage of all these things because you have more time. You're not commuting. You might be able to, to do a little bit more, especially in the wintertime when you don't have anything else to do in a pandemic because we got a lot of downtime and a lot of less social, I guess. Well, I'd probably try to relax a little bit more. Um, as uh, Bianca and Chelsea can probably tell you, uh, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> no kidding. And in, <laughs> and in law school, being a perfectionist, is, there's, there's not a bad thing about it. But it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing if you take it too far so basically i'm going to try to relax a little bit more uh, and i think it's going to be a little bit easier because these are all now i'm going to get a little bit more choice in my coursing in second third year so it'll be easier for me to focus on things that i want to follow uh to be honest i haven't decided yet exactly where i'm going to go yet but there's definitely going to be uh, i'm looking at for example law and technology being an engineering background I haven't decided what I'm going to do, but definitely I'm going to try to relax a little bit more for second and third year. Um, especially now that having completed first year, there's a little bit of proof that, hey, I can actually get through this, right? So I don't necessarily need to be 100% stressed out. Let's get this done like right, the right, right now. You know, let's go, let's go move, move, move and get it all done, get it all out of the way. Uh, that said, discipline and focus is not a, is definitely of major use in law school, but, you know, harness everything. Don't allow, don't allow one side to take over and lose sight of everything else that's going on around you. So I'm going to try to do that a little bit more next year. If I could jump in on what Francois was saying, I completely agree. And having a little bit of taking more you time as well. Like don't discount, like sometimes your body will tell you like enough is enough. Like just take the night off if you have to, if you just don't feel like you're able to focus as much, don't feel guilty about taking that time to yourself because the more time that you devote, the more your body kind of gets used to these habits. And then all of a sudden when you're in the focus mode, you'll retain much more as well. So those are like little habits that like slowly, like you start forming and it does take time and, you know, just listen to your mind and body and, and try to train it as much as possible. Like you're running a marathon you're not doing a sprint in law school and you are working on skills that will improve with time and then once you see something that you can further improve you just further keep going at it yeah to chelsea's point uh law school is depending on the program roughly 90 to 115 credits depending on your law school and your program normally so for us just for comparison for other law schools uh three credits per class here for us normally or per class per term, I should say. So we're looking at having to complete about anywhere from, for most programs, anywhere from 30 to 40 classes total over the three to four years that you do the program. So don't lose sight of that. Uh, one class isn't the end all be all. It's not worth, uh, like Chelsea said, sacrificing yourself on one to end up losing the other four. One thing to add in with what Francois was saying as well is sometimes you'll have assignments in certain classes and others are 100% finals, but don't lose sight on the 100% final classes. Make sure you understand your material throughout the year so you're not stuck right before the final being like, oh, like, you know, like, you're, what does this mean? What does that mean? Like, try to periodically review with your professors if you have a question. Try to read your notes weekly. I mean, it's hard because you do have readings you, you will figure it out eventually. Some classes you might not need to put as much effort in just because they come more naturally to you depending on your background or how you learn. 
but just don't lose sight of 100% finals are coming up at the end. You, you do need to have a good understanding. Not everything will come up on the final too, and professors will try to trick you. So not trick you per se, but I mean, they are training you to issue spot, right? Sometimes you might think that the issue is something else or like throw in a little cloud here, a little bit of drizzle there, you know, don't, don't fall for the little breadcrumbs. And it depends also, um, just to go back to what we were saying before, it depends what your uh, definition of success is. Is your definition of success getting A plus in every class? Because that might drive you a little bit crazy. But if your definition of success is, well, did you do the best that you can by staying mentally okay? Did you do okay without feeling too, too stressed out? Or My way of thinking as well is kind of you're trying to become the best lawyer possible for your potential clients. So that's one way is to like take a deep breath sometimes like when you get a a fact pattern on an exam is just to like remind yourself that it's okay and just take the time to like read it because when you read and understand the fact pattern everything else just kind of falls into place more sometimes you tend to stress out a little bit just because it's been a while since you've taken an exam or you just stress a little bit more on exams so with time it gets better and also try to write an exam before an exam like if you get a practice exam try to write out in full don't write your first exam on an exam for the first time because that could be very very uh, stressful all right so those are all important things to go into 2l with i think on my side i might try to check in more with professors that might be my goal because i feel like i need to understand more throughout the class and not try to understand the week before the final (laughs) i think we're gonna wrap it up here thank you francois and chelsea for uh joining me today on the law school show I hope that this conversation was helpful for anyone who's uh, going into 1L or they've just finished 1L. Of course, if you got in this for next term, congratulations again. If you got in, it's because the school believes that you can do this. So trust in yourself, trust in the process. You'll be fine. So thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. just been listening to the law school show student life series you can find more episodes on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify and on our website thelawschoolshow.com if you like what you've heard give us a like on facebook or follow us on twitter and instagram for the latest updates curated resources and opportunities to help you navigate the law school experience in every episode catch it all here next time on the Student Life Series.